Welcome to Your Health To Go, brought to you by Demystifying Your Health, providing the clarity that you need. I'm Ashley Wood, registered nurse and author, your host. In each episode, we take a health topic that's important to you and break it down into easy to understand information. We also discuss the most common treatments and preventative techniques. Thank you for joining me today. Let's get started. Today's topic is Huntington's disease. Unless you have a family history or know someone with Huntington's disease, you've probably never heard of it. Since it's a rare genetic condition, this isn't surprising. What type of problems does it cause? How likely is it to occur? Can it be treated? Huntington's disease is caused by an inherited defect of a single gene. With most genes, except the sex chromosomes, a person inherits two copies of every gene, one copy from each parent. If a parent has a defective copy of a gene, they have a 50% chance of passing it to each child. With Huntington's, since a person needs only one copy of the defective gene to develop the disorder, it's called an autosomal dominant disorder. Huntington's has a broad spectrum of symptoms across movement, cognitive, and psychiatric areas. Typically, symptoms appear when a person is in their 30s or 40s, but can develop prior. If they do appear earlier, it's called juvenile Huntington's disease, and symptoms are different and develop faster. The symptoms can change throughout the illness. Movement symptoms include involuntary jerking or writhing movements, which is known as choria, muscle problems such as rigidity or muscle contractures, slow or abnormal eye movements, impaired gait, posture or balance, and difficulty with speaking or swallowing. Impairments in voluntary movements may have a more significant impact on a person than issues with involuntary ones. Cognitive symptoms are difficulty organizing, prioritizing, or focusing on tasks, lack of flexibility, and the tendency to get stuck on a thought, behavior, or action, lack of impulse control that can result in outbursts, acting without thinking, or sexual promiscuity, lack of awareness of one's behaviors or abilities, slowness in processing thoughts or finding words, and difficulty in learning new information. Psychiatric symptoms are feelings of irritability, sadness, and apathy, social withdrawal, insomnia, fatigue or loss of energy, frequent thoughts of death, dying, or suicide, obsessive-compulsive disorder, mania, and bipolar disorder. For juvenile Huntington's disease, the symptoms are difficulty paying attention, a rapid or significant drop in overall school performance, behavioral problems, contracted or rigid muscles that affect gait, tremors or slight involuntary movements, frequent falls or clumsiness, and seizures. Once Huntington's starts, it gradually worsens over time with the rate of disease progression and duration varying. Unfortunately, the affected person usually dies within 10 to 30 years. For juvenile Huntington's, death often occurs within 10 years. Until that point, these individuals can experience several complications. As the disease progresses, individuals will need increasing help with activities and eventually be confined to a bed and unable to speak. 
There isn't a cure for Huntington's disease, so treatment is focused on lessening symptoms and allowing individuals to be independent for as long as possible. Medications are used to help with movement disorders. Two of them, tetrabenzapine and duotrabenzapine, have been approved by the Food and Drug Administration, or FDA, to suppress choria for those with Huntington's. Other medications that help with this are haloperidol, flufenazine, risperdone, olazapine, quintapine, amantadine, levicotracetim, and clonazepam. A different class of medications assists with psychiatric conditions caused by the disease. These can include citalopram, escitalopram, fluoxetine, sertraline, quintapin, risperidone, olzapin, divolprolax, carbamazepine, and lamictogen. Often, the medications you need to take will depend on what symptoms you're experiencing. Your doctor will help you figure out the best ones. Besides medication, you'll need various kinds of therapy as well. Psychotherapy can provide talk therapy to help with behavioral problems, develop coping strategies, manage expectations, and encourage effective communication. Speech therapy aids in improving your ability to speak clearly and how to use communication devices while focusing on challenges associated with eating and swallowing. Physical therapy will provide you with exercises that increase strength, flexibility, balance, and coordination. These will allow you to maintain mobility and reduce the risk of falls. Occupational therapy will educate you and your family or caregivers on assistive devices that improve your functional abilities. Individuals with Huntington's are prone to weight loss because it's challenging for them to maintain a healthy weight since they have difficulty with chewing, swallowing, and fine motor skills, and there's an unknown metabolic problem from the disease. You can do things to combat these changes, such as remove distractions during meals, selecting foods that are easier to eat, and using utensils designed for those with limited fine motor skills. In managing cognitive or behavioral challenges and avoiding stressors, specific strategies can be implemented. This can include using calendars or schedules to keep a routine, initiating tasks with reminders and assistance, prioritizing and organizing work or activities, breaking down tasks into manageable steps, producing an environment that is calm, structured, and simplified, identifying and avoiding stressors, and providing opportunities to maintain social interactions and friendships. Another consideration is planning for the later stages of the disease. It's essential to have the discussion early enough in the disease process that the affected individual can participate in the conversation and make their preferences known. Topics that should be covered are care facilities, such as in-home, assisted living, or nursing home, hospice care, living wills, which clearly state the person's preferences when they can no longer make those decisions for themselves, and advanced directives, which enable an appointed person or persons to make decisions on the individual's behalf for medical or financial matters, or both. Since Huntington's disease is a genetic condition, it can't be prevented without the help of a genetic counselor. If you or your partner has a family history of the disorder, this is a vital step. They can help guide you through prenatal testing, 
or using in vitro fertilization. With in vitro, you have two options, using donor sperm or eggs, or pre-implantation genetic diagnosis. With the latter, eggs are removed and fertilized with sperm in a laboratory, the embryos are tested for the presence of the defective gene, and only those that test negative are implemented into the uterus. Finding out you have Huntington's disease can be devastating. With the right interventions, you can have an independent, fulfilling life for as long as possible. If you have any questions or concerns about Huntington's disease, please speak with your doctor. If you'd like more information, please visit the Huntington's Disease Society of America's page. Thank you for spending some time with me today. If you found the material to be valuable and helpful, please tell your friends about us. We're on social media, so like and follow us there to stay up to date on our latest information. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter on our website. Stay healthy, and please join us next time on Your Health To Go. Now, time for the legal statement. Please keep in mind that the content we provide is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified competent health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on Your Health To Go or seen on the Demystifying Your Health site. Demystifying Your Health does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, physicians, products, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned. Reliance on any information provided by Demystifying Your Health, its employees, others appearing at the invitation of Demystifying Your Health, or other visitors to the site is solely at your own risk. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately.